Hi there! You're tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan's Campus Ministries. We are here to serve, love, and relate with you. Tuning in to the good news of Jesus. News that will encourage you, bless you, and carry you throughout the week. I found it a privilege and an honor to be able to come up and, and sing before you guys. I was directing the gospel choir and I didn't want to, but I was over there doing, giving you guys everything because you guys are my little babies, so we made it work anyway. But I do believe that I have a word from the Lord. And on today, I'm going to be reading from James 3, 5 through 6 and 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. I'm going to read it all for you guys. So can I just have your ears and your participation this morning? Can we do that this afternoon? Yes? All right, there we go. We're going to waken up a little bit. So James 3, 5 through 6 says, So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. And then if we jump over to... 1 Peter chapter 167, this says, In this you rejoice, thou know for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the, revela at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And from those scriptures that I just read you guys, I want to speak from the, the sermon title, Let the Heat Refine You, okay? So my brothers and sisters, it's extremely evident that we are very far from where we want to be. So much sacrificing to be made, so much history to be made. In my eyes, we are in need of a revolution. We've been tried and tested by the fire all of last year, and we are still being tested by the fire even at this moment. But God is in control. God is in control, so I'm sane and I'm at peace because he's the almighty and controlling God. I've also noticed over time that we are in desperate need of justice, unity, diversity, and love. I'm going to say that again. We are in desperate need of justice, unity, diversity, and love across this campus, community, and world. If you guys had a chapel, had a chapel handout, you would read the definitions, but I'm going to read it to you. Justice means to make right. Am I right about that? Justice is first and foremost a relational term, people living in the right relationship with God, one another, and the natural creation. We also are in need of unity. We all know what that means, but we never really do it that well, huh? Unity is the state of being one. The gospel choir just tried to do that, and they did well. The state of being one, oneness, diversity, means different from itself, various forms, multi-form. That's what diversity is. It's different things that all add into one. And then love is it's purely patient. It's kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no records of wrong. That's what love is. Isn't that something? So I want you guys to understand those definitions and then think about how impossible it is to have those and to, and to advocate it without God. Am I right? We can't have love. We can't have justice and unity and diversity without God. Correct? So look at your neighbor and say, we need Jesus. Let's try it again. Look at your neighbor and say, we need Jesus. Uh-huh. Come on, guys. Stay with me. We need Jesus because our world is taking steps back rather than forward, spiritually, mentally, and physically. That's why we need Jesus, because we know in the spiritual realm when we struggle or come across the trial, you're supposed to go to God. But what do we do? 
Mama, I don't know why this person tried me at class today. You know I don't like this professor, but Jesus, you know what I mean? We, instead of going to God, you guys hear me? Can we be transparent? We go to each other. We also are in desperate need, and we're going back instead of forward mentally because we are allowing the enemy to make us feel like we're not worthy. We're allowing the enemy to make us feel like we aren't just, we aren't educated, we aren't smart, we aren't one of a kind. That's a problem because we know that the word of God says that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. We also are in need of, 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 um, of a, we're also, let me, let me slow down, I'm getting excited. We also are taking steps back rather than forward physically because I don't know about y'all, but I've ordered so many meals on DoorDash and, and I've got so much food this last few years and that is not of God. Okay, ever since this pandemic, I've noticed that I've been eating, but my figure is right, praise the Lord. But we need Jesus because we are going to a place where we've already been delivered from, am I right? Socially, politically, and even physically. Am I right about that, guys? But we have to realize that God is justice and unity and diversity and love. We have to realize that all of that is, is him. So we can't love God and not advocate justice. We can't love God and not advocate unity or diversity and love because God is all of that. Period. So it's important, people of God, that we come out of ourselves because the enemy is busy and at work. Am I right about it? And I'm not sure about you guys, but sometimes it almost feels like we're taking steps back politically, socially, and spiritually rather than forward, correct? But instead of allowing these obstacles, here comes the title, instead of allowing these obstacles and struggles frustrate me, I allow the heat of it refine me. I allow the heat of it purify me. I allow the heat of it clarify me. So when the, when the rioting was happening, I didn't get upset, I was, I'm not gonna lie, but I, I, I allowed the, that moment to refine me. So I said, Tracy, what can you do? What can you do now to add to justice? I allowed the pressure of it to get me together. You know, like a diamond. The only way a diamond can be cute is by the pressure. God is allowing certain things to happen because he wants to pressure us so we can come out refined, purified, clarified, am I right? All right, let me make sure. But instead of allowing these obstacles to get me, I just allow it to refine and make me over again. So now I'm aware that we've come too far to go back. And we also have to understand that God is allowing things to happen. He's allowing the pandemic to happen. He's allowing rioting to happen and new leadership in the government to happen. And lately, we mistake him and what he's capable of because we're, we're nervous and we're, and we're in the flesh. So we're not understanding God in the spiritual realm. So what we do is we get angry and we, we retaliate and we want to get back at God. And I get nervous and worried because we often feel big and bold enough to get angry and question the move of God. We all do it because I do it too. So instead of getting upset, instead of getting angry, I fall on my face before God, asking for him to give me an understanding and to make things clear. And most importantly, allow me, God, to understand your will and not mine. Because often I've noticed when stuff begins to happen and I'm like, okay, Lord, you're trying to refine me, but I still get in my, I still try to mingle in my will. I still try to mingle in my way when God has a whole nother strategy and plan for what he's trying to do to me. So guys, I want you to say aloud. Say aloud. Uh-huh. He's allowing you to go through, stay with me, guys. He's allowing you to go through weakness so you can come out refined and strengthened. You get me? He's allowing you to go through circumstances and, and hard times so you can come out refined, so you can come out bigger, so you can come out better. Is that right, guys? But through these tests and through all these trials, guys, I know it's confusing. God is like, okay, he's giving you this, and you're like, Lord, I can't do this. He's giving you that, and you're like, Lord, I can't pay that. But we have to understand that we still serve a God that heals the sick. 
and raises the dead. He sets free and makes us whole and open doors, even though he puts us through hard trials. Isn't that silly? So God, you mean to tell me that you're going to send me through this trial that you know I ain't got the time for, but I still got to come to church and chapel and jump around and say, God, you're good? And that's exactly what he means. Because you have to understand that he's trying to refine you. He's trying to make you whole again. He's trying to make you greater and bigger than what you used to be. You hear me? And that's why I love him, because he's wise and all-knowing. And he is trying and testing us to see how we come out. But let's talk about ourselves today. Let me ask you a question. Are you adding to the fire, or are you a fire starter? Most people are adding to the fire, in other words, holding us back and keeping us at a standstill, trying to keep lit one-sided views, trying to keep lit evil and corrupt acts, trying to keep lit rules and regulations that we've already overcome. You guys got me? And then on another portion, we have another portion of people who are fire starters, meaning there are starting fires in environments where things need to be burned. You get me? Such as racism, social injustice, depression, and anxiety, weakness, and mediocre. That's, that type of stuff needs to be burned. So what are you guys doing lately and in the community with yourselves? So are you adding two certain fires that you really should be starting? Or are you starting fires in places where you know that God has to prevail over the enemy? Let's think about that. Because there's so much going on in our lives, in our community, in this world, that we really need to be starting fires at. You get me? But instead, sometimes we allow our flesh, we allow what, what we've used to do and what our, what our families used to do, we allow that to manipulate and control how we react to certain circumstances and problems that we face. But it's very important that we allow, um, that we come to a place where we're starting fires um, in places where it's needed. And we need to be fire starters for Christ, fire starters for God, having an, un an undying love for him, his people, and his assignments. We have to be a fire starters for ourselves, you get me? A fire starter for our families. You guys get me? A fire starter for the world and for God, and most importantly, the people that are sitting right next to you. There's some things that you guys are going through. There's some things that I'm going through that I know I can't start by myself. So it's important that I have Sister Wish over here to start something in Institute of Fire, and that I can come and add to that because I know it's on good ground. You got me? But you have to understand that being a fire starter, it's more than just you, but it's also about the people around you, and then it's going to benefit the whole world. You guys catching me? Sorry. But worry for nothing. You know, even though God is testing you and, and taking you around and, and we're, we're trying to start this fire, we're trying to start things and make things new again, you cannot worry. You cannot worry because with being a fire starter comes much power. You hear me? So when you start things in your life that the enemy doesn't have no more control over, that's called power. And each and every one of you guys have power. You know, each and every one of you guys has the, the authority to change and shift things, but you have to want it for yourself and for the people around you because there is so much work to be done. But on today, I am at peace, I am sane, because I know that I'm a fire starter and victory is mine. You guys catching me? The mothers of the church used to get up before service and say, victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine, because I told Satan to get thee behind me because victory today is mine. And sometimes it'll get so good to the mothers, they'll say, joy is mine. Peace is mine. Love is mine. So you guys have to understand that you guys all are victorious. No matter what you're going through, you are victorious, and you've already won the battle. You've already won the war. You may be in the battle, but the war is already won. That makes sense, guys? So stay encouraged. Stay encouraged because there's greatness and firepower in all of you. I truly believe that God is up to something, and I believe that there is an army of young, fire-driven believers rising up. That's why we were singing Break Every Chain. You guys catching me? Because you guys are that army. We 
are that army. And we will rise and declare justice, unity, diversity, and love, not only on this campus, but in this community and around the world. So help me say, somebody say justice, justice. unity, unity. Diversity, diversity, and love. Uh -huh. That will happen. It will prevail in this community. It will prevail in this campus. It will prevail around this world because that's what God has declared for us to do. So go into every battle, every circumstance that's laid before you. Go into it knowing that you've already won. You just have to complete the assignment. You guys catching me? So let's go into war already claiming the victory over the enemy because in this season, we are going to be tested and tried. This is just the beginning. People of God, we are in our finest hours. God is getting ready to do some things, but you better be ready to allow every circumstance refine you. You guys catching me? Whenever you get tested with something, know that God is refining you and he's making you bigger and better than what you were, okay? Today, February 24th of 2021, I give you guys access by the power of the Holy Ghost to whatever you want. Access to joy, access to strength, access to boldness, access to love, access to worth, whatever you need, I grant you access and I give you the key to every locked door in your life. There are some things that you guys want to open up, but you can't get to it, but on today, we manifested that you guys have it. You guys got me? Are we in agreement on that today? Today, whatever you want open, whatever you want access to, you have it today. People of God, stay encouraged. Keep your head up because with Jesus, all things are possible. When you face another test or trial, remember that God is refining you, molding you for greater, for greater work because greater is coming. So whatever you need on today, people of God, God's got it. Whatever you need on today, God's got it because there's power in the name of Jesus. So whenever you face anything, begin to cry the name Jesus. I do it in gospel cry. I said, some of these people are not catching this note that I'm giving. Jesus, if you don't give it to them, I'm going to have to face it to them, okay? People of God, stay encouraged, all right? Because God is truly, truly up to something, and it's just up to us to open up the door that he's given us the key to, okay? So whenever you face anything, just realize that God has already gave you access to it. If he's already gave you reign over it, victory over it, you just have to be willing to walk straight through it. But sometimes that's hard. But that's why you have each other, because we're going to do it for you. When you can't be strong, I will be strong for you. You get me? When you can't live up to certain things that you know that you're supposed to, I'm going to live for you, because that's important. So I, I just invite you guys to begin to live life knowing that God is refining you, knowing that God is trying to make you bigger and better for this next season. You guys are all so important to me. I love you guys with all my heart, and I really believe that God is going to do something bigger and greater for us, for this campus, for this community, and for the world, because it's time for a change. It's time for a change. The things we used to do, we can't do it no more, which is why God has allowed the pandemic to happen, because he's tired of normal. Stuff we used to do is not going to get away with God this next season. So everybody has to level up, and you guys deserve it to yourselves. You owe it to yourselves to do things differently than the way you used to. So walk with boldness, walk with joy, walk with love, walk with worth, and walk with confidence for the rest of your lives, for the rest of this day, and for the rest of this year. You guys got me? Because God is up to something, and I want each and every one of you to be a part of it. Each and every one of you to be a part of it. And I hope you guys enjoyed my message. That's all I have for you guys today, but I just want you guys to be encouraged, and I want you guys to stay in the race. I'm trying not to get emotional. But I love you guys so much. I think you guys are the most amazing people ever. Um, and I'm praying for you guys. Let's all stand up for a moment of prayer. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. God, we come to you on today asking that you would allow us to digest the word that was given to us.
Lord God, allow us to understand that in every circumstance and every trial we are faced with, that you are refining and you are making us new again. God, help every person in this room to understand that there is greatness and there is fire in them. Lord God, rise up every person in here. Unify us, oh God. Unify us. Make us one before you in the name of Jesus and help them to understand the power that is within them. Help them, oh God, to walk with love. Help them, oh God, to walk with victory. Help them, oh God, to walk in peace because they, are, they owe that to themselves and to this world. God, help us to understand that you love us. Help us to understand that you are a forgiving God, that you are a God that reigns above all. And on today, God, we'll continue to give you all the glory. We'll continue to give you all the honor because, God, you are great. Hallelujah. God, you are great. Hallelujah. You are powerful, God. You are worthy, and there is none like you. God, you are amazing. On today, God, we come to you with hearts of gratitude because you're a just God. You're a peaceful God. You're a loving God. You're a worthy God, and there is truly none like you. So, God, on today, I ask that you would allow the word to go forth in their hearts and allow them to proclaim it to every person that they meet on today, that the heat can refine you and that we are going to have justice. We are going to have love. We are going to walk in unity and diversity in the name of Jesus because you've already claimed it over our lives. So we're going to proclaim and we're going to prevail the word of the Lord and the acts of the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. And we all say amen. Amen. Welcome back to the Post Chapel podcast. Um, this is, uh, what is today's date? The 25th. Uh, we have uh, Tracy and Wish, who are both um, a part of Campus Ministries. Uh, Wish, is, I believe, is one of our interns. Yeah. Um, I, I believe, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Annie's over the interns, I'm not, so um, I was pretty sure you were. Um, and then Tracy uh, leads the Gospel Choir mm -hmm. and also does other, um, is a part of other groups on campus. Um, so um, I'll let you all introduce yourselves real quick. Um, so Tracy, yeah, let's start with you. Hi guys, yeah, just like what Zach said, my name is Tracy McGee. Um, I'm a first year student, music education major, um, and I'm the president of Gospel Choir, um, and the Wesleyan Singers, and BSU, um, and Soul, just to name a few. Oh, um, so my name's Wish. Um, I'm a campus ministry intern. I intern over the G groups here, so I work a lot with the small groups and making the handouts for that. Um, and I'm a sophomore history political science double major with a minor in public relations. And I'm in so many clubs, I just couldn't even count. I'm the <laughs> vice president of our gospel choir. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, SGA, sophomore residential senator, um, president of our radio society. So Period. this yes. is not my first time on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well. <laughs> I, I'm just going to stop there because we would get... <laughs> a little bit too long into naming all the little things I do here on this campus. Yeah, well, both of y'all sound very busy, uh, all the groups. Um, so thank you for being on the podcast this morning. Of course. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the chapel service, which was yesterday and at lunchtime. Uh, we were um, blessed to have Tracy um, lead the, the choir yesterday and also uh, kind of lead the chapel um, discussion or sermon. Um, so um, you talked a lot about, we go ahead and jump into it, we talked a lot about refinement yes. and, and walking through trials and mm -hmm. God's purpose with that. Um, so just give us like a, a quick kind of cliff note version um, and, and we can get the discussion rolling on it because I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. 
Okay. Um, I was excited to hear about it yesterday. So go Thank for you, it. Zach. Um, well, to God be the glory, first of all, he's really, really wise and um, just so empowering. So I was just encouraged and I found it a privilege to be able to speak such a heavy message that was given yesterday. But if I can make it very quickly and give you guys something to hold on to. Um, Dean McQueen actually caught a quote that I said yesterday saying that you may be in the battle, but the war is already won. And basically what's saying there is that though you are in this test and trial now, the victory and, and the joy and the triumph is already in you. You just have to fulfill the war and the circumstance for the moment. So as you're going through the battle, um, it's important that you allow yourself to understand that God is refining you. In other words, making you clear, making you greater, um, purifying you for the next um, event, for the next trial, for the next season, because a lot of us are struggling. I know even for me, preaching this message was very loaded for me, even writing it. I was telling Pastor Toms, I said, I don't know if I could preach this because I really didn't understand the true concept that, you know, God is actually putting me through this so I can understand what he's going to bring me out as. So I was going in one way, going in weak, going in unsure in many things this season, but I came out so much stronger, so much confident. But because of the heat of the moment, um, I was refined and made whole again and made new. But that's because I knew that this battle um, is, is not over, but the war is. So in the end, I've already won, but I just have to stay in the race and stay in the course um, of life where God has me. And I have to keep a smile on my face. But that's exactly what I hope everybody got out of it yesterday. Um, it's just about refinement. Yeah, yeah no, that's awesome. Um, um, the Christian life or following Christ um, is all about um, sanctification or, or refinement, that process of us be becoming more like Christ. Mm -hmm. um, have either of you, I'm sure, have experienced process or seasons of that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have seasons of my own life that um, they're not comfortable. Right, right. <laughs> so um, what, what's your all's experience with that refinement uh, process and how in the moment you may have been discouraged or whatever, um, but on, once God worked through it, you, you, you come out maybe with a greater faith or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so I'd be interested to, to hear your all's personal experience with that. Um, so wish if yeah. you have. Um, at least, obviously, 2020 was hard for everybody. <laughs> um, but especially for me, I actually got just diagnosed with, uh, like, officially with depression and anxiety. And that was horrible because um, I thought I was pretty good on, like, okay, checking in on myself. I always knew. Um, oh, I'm just not feeling well. I've never been uncomfortable talking about my mental health, but it was something I ignored for a long time. And those symptoms that they always talk about, um, like with depression, like willing, not willingness to do anything, um, losing love for the things you enjoy, like things like that hit me like a truck. And it was horrible and it just wasn't like me. And it, it was just such a dark point in my life. And going through that, I was just like, God, you could have warned me. You could have shown me the way. You could have lead me through this. You could have prepared me for this. And it really just took God showing me that um, I can get through this. I can get back on my feet. I can inch my way back to myself. That it really refined me and it really defined what I, who I really am as a person. And it's someone who speaks about those things and who is open about their experiences. And it showed my true like passion in life, which is to... Um, not only share my experiences, but help people open up about theirs and be open with themselves and honest with themselves. And um, and God has just given me opportunity after opportunity after that to to be able to share my experience, to be able to inspire others to feel comfortable in their own skin and be comfortable in that time. 
And God is just so good because I really was like, really? <laughs> I, really, right. we're going to be in quarantine. We're going to be in all this and right. and have all this after that. And and he was just he was just so good. And he was just like, yes, because you need to go through this so you can help others get through it. Right. If anyone's going to be the leader and guide, it's going to be you. I just it just really it just really was such a time of refinement. So it really hit hard when Beautiful. you're like you go through these trials and um and Tracy also said a really amazing thing, which really stuck with me. You can either um, be a fire starter or you could add to someone's fire. And it's because um, I've always been just knowing like, okay, this is where God's speaking through me. It's mm -hmm. it's being a fire starter. It's getting through, starting those fires to let the Lord know that needs to burn <laughs> and being that person. So yeah, definitely just so much speaking through that. Wow. And, and even for me, if I can take it back off what you were saying, I know that God has actually been dealing with me with John 15 a lot too, um, knowing that he's going to put us and send us through certain things so we can be more like him. Because when he says that I am the vine and you are the branches, ultimately he's saying like, you know, I'm, you are connected to me. So everything that you gain and everything that you do is because I'm the source. And he also allowed me to understand um, also through this quarantine season and even now um, how to love like he loved. And he talks about that in John 15 as well is that, you know, people are going to hate you, they're going to persecute you, they're not going to be in agreement with a lot of things that you do, but that's okay, because they did that to me. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that you have to love them and even be willing to lay down your life for that mm -hmm. person. And I thought about that, and I said, Lord, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a little tough, because you want me to love and, and, and lay down the life of the person who I know has no care for me or no intent of, of good things for me. But God is just, he, God was just really telling me, like, Tracy, you're going to have to go through this process and I'm gonna, I want to refine you and purify you, make you whole again, because you have to know how to love, which is why now people always question, like, Tracy, how come you're so loving? That's because God has intended for me, even through the quarantine season, to be an unconditional lover. So I've been going through that season, now, and I feel I've, I've coming out so much better, because now I don't really need to know the person that, um, that I'm speaking to. I know the people in the audience, but I can tell them that I have an undying love through Jesus Christ for them. Mm -hmm. And that refinement and that, that season was a bit tough because ultimately when God sends us through something, it's not for us to be comfortable because what he's doing is he's, he's, he's pruning us and crushing us, getting everything out. And then he just comes back in again and fills us up with what he intends for us to have. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, I, I didn't mention that in the message, but Zach just mentioned that. And I think that's really important to understand is that God isn't sending you through this because he wants you to enjoy it. In fact, if you are enjoying what you're going through, then that's we, we have to talk about it. Yeah. But he's, he's sending you through this because ultimately our ways are not like his. So what he's trying to take out of us is painful sometimes. It's like, well, God, I like to do it this way. I like to say stuff like this. But God is like, no, I have this for you to do. And this is what I want your vocab to be said as. This is what I want you to live as and walk like. And, and that process and that refinement and that clarity um, it's tough, but when you come out, it's just so much bigger. You can see clearer. You can walk different. You talk different because you're filled. You're filled with what God has for you, and you're filled with what God has intended for you. But the, the process of it is, it's amazing how he does things, yeah, but in the end, it's so beneficial. You described it perfectly. It's heat. It's not mm -hmm. it, It's not like, oh, like right. parties and rainbows. Like, God never likes sparklers. Yeah. Right. It's, He's it's like, heat. it's heat. It, heat is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So, like, well, not for me. We're from Vegas. So, right. yeah, <laughs> no, sometimes love I love the heat. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the Lord's heat is just uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about that real quick. Sometimes um, following Christ um, is portrayed as. Uh, a happy life or mm -hmm. or like you said uh, sunshine and rainbows or um, whatever like skipping down the sidewalk uh, which <laughs> is not 
we don't see that in scripture. Right. Um, you never see anybody like thank you God, like thank you the best, like it, like they love the Lord even though they put like do like the craziest things. Right. Like um like how many disciples were in jail? Like exactly. how many like that? I'd be like really God, like I'm literally you're holding me. I'm hanging out with your son, and I'm in jail. I would be just so like just so confused, but knowing right. that they they just went through like so much. Knowing I could I can do anything. Right. If if the disciples could do it, I I could go on with my life. It'll be okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was thinking of Paul. Um, I think he was in prison at the time. Yes, he was. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he was writing um, or praying, and um, he had a, so he had a thorn in his side, and he asked God to remove that a metaphorical thorn three different times, and God said no. Like my grace is enough mm-hmm. for you to get through this this trial or this this issue. Um, so he didn't do what Paul asked him to do. Um, and I know in my life, I've been like, God, if you just fix this problem, um, mm-hmm. get me through, like just flip a switch real quick. Yes, yes. Um, and he doesn't do that. I, he's never done that for me. And in and, and the time I'm, I'm frustrated, yes. I'm like, and I'll quickly be like, well, um, I'll think of scripture where it's like, um, you'll never leave me or forsake me while it's true, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is seems like you're forsaking me, but obviously exactly. it's not right. just being dramatic in the moment. Um, so uh, what's your experience with, because uh, we want to be refined, but um, we want to be in the heat well, if that makes sense. We, we don't want to complain, even though at times Absolutely. we do. So um, what was your thoughts on that? And see, Zach, you, you hit something really good, because I know that's in, I believe that's Acts chapter one or six or something. When, when Paul and Timothy were going through Macedonia and stuff, and they were going through this, and they healed Lydia, and then they got put into prison, mm-hmm. and he was praying, and God still said no. And but, but that, that act that Paul was doing was he was praying. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that um, God has not only called me to speak the word, but to pray and to intercess on his behalf. And in times like that, when I'm not getting exactly what God wants from me, or I'm not, I'm not getting exactly what, what I want from God, rather, sorry, I know that in, in all things I can pray. And I mentioned yesterday, um, when things begin to happen um, socially and politically, I had to fall on my face before God. And I said, okay, well, God, I know you're not going to just answer this prayer. I, I know you're, you're taking me through this and I, and I can't get out of this one. But I said, Lord, it's so, it is so crucial that you give me an understanding because a lot of times we lack God's will. So, And then I asked my God that. He's a pastor. I said, are we supposed to know why God is putting us through certain things? And depending on the circumstance or situation, sometimes you just have to pray. You have to pray in it. So more can be revealed through it. And I think that's that's the beauty of it. Because even though I'm in this and I know I can't get out of it, I'm just going to continue to pray and say, God, give me an understanding of your will. Because obviously something's not lining up. And I need to understand why you're sending me through this for a reason. Because I don't want to be in the heat and not know why. Mm. That's a waste of time and that's a waste of of, of a moment that you can use for somebody else. So knowing why God has sent you to something. And sometimes, you know, depending on the circumstance, you don't need to know why God is doing it. You just need to go through it so you can come out bigger than you than you were. But for me, um, there are certain circumstances where I don't know why God is doing this. And I'm asking, like, God, you know, can you just take me out of it? Sometimes it's important just to be in his face before it and to ask God, you know, to just to continue to give you an understanding of his will and not yours. Mm-hmm. And so I, so I can come out the way you intend for me to come out. Yeah, um, definitely. I think mainly just going through Proverbs 4G groups, like having to, it makes me think a lot of like God's plan. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is like God's plan for your life and just following on that. And it, it's it been evident to me that God will never just be like, this is your plan. If you want to follow it, cool. If not, it's still going to be here for you. It's always yeah. God will keep shifting you into mm-hmm. his plan for you. 
Um, he's never leaving you alone. He's always there for you. He's always he's always trying to get you back to him. And it's the enemy that's deterring you. It's the enemy that's building forth into your life. Absolutely. Um, so really, it's just like when you see when you are encountering the Lord's just un like unimaginable faith in you, mm -hmm. and you're seeing a fork by someone that with temptation and just the easier route. Mm -hmm. You're just gonna tend to lean that way. So um that's the hardest thing is always being like, which one is which path is for me, Lord? Which like I know this one's the easy one, so it really can't be for you, but um it's really just finding his path and finding like what way is he telling you to go, especially in those trials. Like, um that's when it's gonna hit you the most. That's when that uh, the enemy's path is going to be the easiest for you to follow. Um, but it's always no, recognizing where God is leading you to go and hearing his voice because he's telling you exactly where to be. Um, it's just whether or not you're opening your ears and your heart to hear him, to, like, to follow that. He, exactly. He is the best Google Maps on the earth. Mm -hmm. He will be like, this is where you're going. And that's the benefit in, in serving God is because after you go through it, your faith is, is more grounded in him. So then you can recognize the enemy when he comes mm -hmm. and you can recognize the signs of the enemy because you've been through the fire. You know what that feels like. So you're like, okay, devil, I see you, but I know exactly <laughs> where I'm going. You may be on the left, but I'm going to the right. But because of that, now you have more power to face the enemy and you have more power to rebuke him and to put him back where he came from because you've already been through that trial. You've already been through that test, but you've come out bigger, stronger, and better and a little bit more wiser. So now you've, you're, you're, you're almost like outwitting the enemy. And it's yeah. important that we stay alert too because in the Bible, it says in 1 Corinthians, um, to, you know, stay alert because we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. So God is sending you through these things so you don't become ignorant of his tactics, so you don't become ignorant of his devices. And God, the enemy is just going to keep getting better at it. But because of the trials and, and who God is, we've already overcame him. So mm -hmm. we just have to be wise in the moment and not be easily moved and persuaded by what he's done because we've already experienced what God has intended for us. Especially with old habits. We always like oh, to fall yes. back into them. Mm -hmm. um, there's not like we can all say I've known Tracy for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I've seen the best of Tracy. I've seen the <laughs> yes, the interesting of Tracy and he's seen the best of me and the the interesting trying times of me. Right. So it's really like and all I can really say is we've all at least I think so. We both mm -hmm. have just grown so much Absolutely. from the times that we've struggled and every mm -hmm. single time we get the opportunity to fall back into those habits to fall back into a dark period mm -hmm. we always choose to follow the lord's path we run away because that is we a always choose to go <laughs> um at least to a certain extent like we've trials have hit so many people and it's seeing people like tracy going into these trials and just coming out a new person like knowing mm -hmm. that he is being refined and um, keeps getting refined every single time. It is shaping his heart um, to be the person he he's always been, and that's the amazing thing about the, the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's safe to say that trials will happen. Um, mm -hmm. um, from what I, I was listening to your your message yesterday, um, it, it always uh, bugs me when they're like, "Oh, like accept Christ, follow Christ, and and you'll be good." Like I'm like, well, I mean, you, you'll be good. Like to yeah, that's true. But you'll also right. be like. You'll be like you said, the heat, and then that'll, the heat will be turned up, and it's just mm -hmm. like it's gonna be uncomfortable. And so, um, I I was really excited when you talked about it because it's like that's something that, um, when you come to Christ and you may get hit by like a Mack truck of trials, and you're like, this wasn't what I signed up for. I was like, well, we need to tell you like what following Christ really is. It's, exactly. Like Scripture says, it's dying to self. It's mm -hmm. following Christ. Christ is our example. He right. 
he humbled himself and to the point on the cross and what we're called to humble ourselves and humbling ourselves is never fun yeah um so but um no i, I really appreciate this topic uh this past week um any other thoughts or or um things that hit um you all or um from this yeah. past week um yeah. definitely i think your message um is being the the perfect message to uh, to be the starter for Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked about uh, defining Christ last week, but truly with Lent, it is being refined. Um, um, it's these it's the act of sacrifice for the Lord, fasting for the Lord, mm-hmm. and not letting your fasting get in the way of like who you are. Um, the first scripture uh, gospel that they recite during the during Ash Wednesday is when you fast, don't show everybody don't mm-hmm. act in some sort of way like uh get cleaned up and just go on with the like with the day like Absolutely. don't let everybody know you're fasting just just keep on moving mm-hmm. um and i think that's a lot about what went with your message like if you're letting the heat refine you if you're going even if we're going through this hard time you still need to be in shown in god's grace like you need exactly. to show um that you're actually working towards something and you don't need to be like oh God's pushing me through something and just being miserable to be around. And you just have to really still be that pleasant, loving human being that Mm -hmm. God wants you to be, even if you're being tried. And I thought that was so perfect to define a season of Lent that we're Mm -hmm. we're, uh, continuing to enduring with. Because I think that's something people don't know. They're always so willing to be like, oh, this is what I'm giving up. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. This is what what I'm struggling with. Or they make it such a big deal. Like, oh, I have to give up this and I can't do this because of Lent. And it's just like, is it really fasting if you um, feel like it's a fast? Like, what is it that's bringing you closer to the Lord? What, uh, why is this uh, act of giving this up, of fasting, mm-hmm. bringing you closer to the Lord? What was so bad about it right. um, that it was keeping you from God? And I think that was really just like, what, what really is that to you? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was so perfect to be like, you just need to let it refine you. You right. need to keep on going with life because even no matter if there's trials, we're still going to be picking up the world. We're going to still be right. moving. So I really appreciated that message, especially during this time. And I'm just glad that I was obedient to the to the spirit of God. It was truly nobody but him. I couldn't tell. I was staying away from my notes a few times. I had to jump back in and, and I lost where I was at. I was like, okay, Jesus, if you're going to tell me where to go, if you're going to say something else, then keep me in my paper too. Because I was like, what? I said, okay. But ultimately, I um I'm just I'm just grateful because um I truly believe that God is is just raising up a group of people um, on this campus. I believe that every every member in campus ministry is all about interns. I think that God is just going to unify us. Um, He's going to unify us in love. He's going to unify us in justice. He's going to make us right. Um, we're going to be diverse, and we're going to rise up and continue to allow people to understand who and what God is. Because I believe that this is our finest hour. Um, and there is just more to come. There is just more to come. So we're going to just rise up. Um, we're going to declare that God is bigger than our problems, that there is life outside of our circumstance. And this is only going to happen by prayer, worship, and fasting and living. So everybody that's listening, I encourage you to pray daily, to worship daily, to fast. Don't fast daily. That's the only fast when the Lord tells you to. <laughs> and to live, people of God, live. Um, God, God didn't call you to be saved to be strange and weird and, and different. God, there, there is joy in being saved. There, there, is, there is a benefit in having salvation. So I encourage you to live and allow every circumstance refine you, make you whole again, and make you new. And nevertheless, um, God loves you and I love you. And I'm so glad you guys are able to listen to me. But 
I think that's all that I have to say for today, Zach. What about awesome. You? No, I um, couldn't say it better myself, um, so I don't want to add anything to that. And I'm, <laughs> uh, I appreciate you all coming on the podcast. I'm excited to have you all. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Um, if um, what we'll be back next week with another chapel topic. Um, and um, thank you for listening. Um, I always like to have our, one of our guests um, um, close us in prayer. So I'll, I'll let you all fight over if he wants to to close us out. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Lord God, we come to you thanking you um, for the opportunity to come together and to speak about what you did on yesterday. So God, we allow that you, we ask that you would allow us to go through this marinating season. Allow everything that we said just marinate within us. Allow it to sit with us. Allow us to make us whole. Allow us to make us look refined. Allow it to make allow it to be clarifying and purifying to our body. God, we are so thankful because we know that you are moving on behalf of our lives, on behalf of our families and our friends. So God, we'll be so careful to give you all the glory, all the honor and praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. We'll see you all next week. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening. Hold this message in your heart and share it with others. And always remember, you are God's favorite creation. Catch you next week. Have a lovely day.